All right, you guys ready? Yeah. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today, Sylvia Fowles. Sylvia, how's it going? Pretty good. I can't complain. Should I? Uh-uh, should I re- don't give us that church answer. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't complain, girl. I'm, I'm here living life. I'm in Sunshine, Florida. I mean, I can't go outside much, but my front porch and my balcony has been my best friend since these yes, last yes. two weeks. And um, I, I've been enjoying it. <laughs> You know me, Pupu. I, I stay inside anyway. It's not like I be out and about. So oh, I know, but at least you have the sun. So that's the thing, guys. I said yeah. I'm here in a condo. So you got the sun. You can tan. You know, you can do your thing. Sorry, you look a little bright over there too. But See, friends, friends, right? They gonna tell you. Friends will tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not. I'm gonna give me some sun. Don't worry. Okay, summer. Okay. So I usually I usually don't read people's accolades, but you had so many that I had to read some of them. All right, so you you won two WNBA championships. You won both of the finals MVPs of the championships. It's, I was there. Um, seven, 17. Was there. 2000, 2017 WNBA MVP, six-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, three-time hey, Player of the Year. You got your jersey retired at LSU? Yeah. You got a lot more, but we'll get into those, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to get into it. We're dealing with, so long story short, we got a, a mega star on the pod right now. I wouldn't know. consider myself a mega star, but okay, put What? I'm as basic as they come. You already know. Stop. Like I said, we got a mega star on the chat. Paul was just letting you know just a few things. That was just to name a few. We don't have time to name everything. We're going to get right <laughs> I can't stand you. After doing my research, I thought you were pretty underrated. Um, I like to think so. I think that's why um, I'm so effective, though. I, I like going under the radar. So when I do damage, it's like, oh. But then you have, you, know, to, you have to put things into perspective, too. But yeah, you be like, man, not trying to toot my own horn. I'm like, man, I've been doing that for years. But oh, like, big, big. <laughs> okay. interesting that somebody of your caliber could be underrated and I agree with him but I think it's called like it's a a fatigue so you know how LeBron is good every single year so his MVP talks are like not very much because everybody wants to see who's going to do good this year we know LeBron's going to do good I think it's kind of that same thing that happens with you we know you're going to get 20 and 15 so when you get 20 and 15 we're like that's still that's why you might put it I think Renee is probably one of the only ones who keep it real. Like, she don't have to like you, but she's still going to give you your props. You know what I'm saying? And that's rare within our league because people not giving you props, no, no matter <laughs> what. Um, but I'm the same way. Like, I want to see everybody do good. I want to see people do damage. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to make you pay notice to me. But you can't stop what I do either. So that's going to be Shut up! <laughs> That might, that might be one of the clips right there. Oh, that, that's the – you got to do the fire shots like – I cannot take you. Shots I cannot. fired. But, but, but tell me, 
me, so how are you training during this quarantine? Like, what, what, what's the routine for you? Man, my routine switch up daily. Uh, some days I just want to do cardio. So uh, I get on my bike. My bike has been a fantastic outlet for me for the last couple of years. But um, I got a yard that I go into. So a lot of my stuff is just like band sprints and stuff like that. I don't have like free weights or anything like that. So um, just trying to keep my cardio for the most part and stay toned is basically my main goal. So I got to, uh, so do you think, how long do you think that you need from the end of quarantine uh-huh. to the first game? How, what, what do you think? Like, because you know, like I'm the same as you. So we haven't been on the court. It's a whole different field than just right. training. So how much time do you think that you would need basically to get in like good game shape so that we're healthy enough to not like injure ourselves. How much time from the end of quarantine to the first game of the season? Like if you had to guess, like. If I had to guess any, uh, I would say at least a month because okay. you're talking about when that's something different. You can do all the conditioning you want. Once you step on the court, that condition <laughs> don't even matter. Because There's nothing it's basketball like shape. It's not basketball shape. Not and then not even taking to like pounding in consideration um, having to run off cuts and do this and do that. So we do things that our body, our body just normally do on the court. Like, you're not going to do that outside trying to work out because you don't think about it. Um, but we react on the court. So I'd say probably about a good month to, like, take some banging to get hitting That's and stuff great. like that before you can even consider yourself into, like, basketball shape. I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, how did you get involved in basketball? Um, I kind of was forced into it. <laughs> right. The tall girl said <laughs> I had three older brothers who, like, pushed me to the max, and I really hated it. But then I also had a, a middle school coach who, like, stalked me for, like, my first two years of middle school. <laughs> and then, like, he stalked me, like, literally every day. He was like, come out and play basketball. Come out and play. I'm like, dude, I'm so by the time I got to AP, I was like, I'm so tired of him asking me. I'm just going to try out. Also, and, it it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. So eighth grade was like my first organized basketball game. I mean, I played around the house with my brothers and friends, but it wasn't like basketball. or more like pickup. And so like that's actually that's actually pretty late to start. So you started in the eighth grade was your first official game, and then so high school was like a year, two years later. What was the recruitment process like then? Because you didn't even you didn't even have the young AAU like lead up as much as we did. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, I got recruited for high school, which I thought was kind of stupid. I was like, why are they recruiting me for high school? Like, it ain't even serious. Oh, it's that <laughs> like, serious. bad it was. I was so and so raw to the game. Like, I didn't even understand, like, my potential at that point because I was like, the only thing I can do is pretty much block shots, rebound, and run. Like, that's it. They was like, you get the rebound and you go. And Okay, you said the only thing I can do. <laughs> Block shots, rebound, and run. Now, I'm not a coach, but I'm pretty sure most coaches would want all of their bigs to specialize in those things that you say is the only things you could do. I mean, I thought I was pretty bad at that point, but like I said, I didn't see my potential then. But um, high school, I got recruited. Um, ended up going to a phenomenal high school with some of the girls that I grew up with that also went to LSU, coincidence. Um, <laughs> Uh, we got to get some investigations going. What you mean? Also coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and so once I got to high school, I had some phenomenal coaches, of course. And um, all my coaches used to push me. And um, that they pretty much molded me into who I am today. 
but but what about the the recruiting process as far as like so why did you pick LSU? You said a lot of your teammates go there. Why did you pick it? Um, I picked LSU because Sue Gunner. Um, she was the only coach that came into my mother house and just was like blatantly rude and honest. She was. What do you mean? Look, this is how she came at me. She was like, "Do I think you're a good player? Yeah. Can you be great? Yes. If you work." Look at it. Are you coming to LSU to start? No, but you got to prove yourself. Like, and everybody was like, oh, you're going to come here and start. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. She ain't be my ego at all. Like, and I was like, I can respect that because I had brothers who always been hard on me. My coaches in high school was always hard on me. I never really had like a, a fan club per se to like boost me up. Mm -hmm. They always was like, well, you need to get better at this. You need to do this. You need to do that. And so when she came in with that mindset, I was like, this is exactly what I need because that's what I've been around all this time to get me to where I need to be. So I went to LSU because Sue Gunner. Love it. Was there any, like, was there, like, a final two schools, or that was it? Just LSU? Um, Florida State was really up there. Right. Um, I was going to ask that if you were going to, like, if there was going to be any schools in the home Florida area that State, I really like Sue at Florida State, too. Um, but it was just something about being in Florida. I've been here all my life, and I was just like, I got to go. Yeah. I was ready to, like, explore to – figure out who I am and figure out some things what I liked and what I didn't like because I'm very family oriented. Now I would say I struggled for probably like the first year <laughs> I was homesick. Really? Yes. I used to call home every day complaining and it took my mom one time. She was like, look, if you call here again, I'm going to tell them you to send me home. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so wait, so what exactly were you homesick about the food? Just missing the family or was it like what was the big thing? I, I think everything, just being the youngest of the five of, that we have, um, my mom's cooking, just always been around my nieces and nephews at that point. And I'm just like, man, what did I get myself into? Yeah. I, I like being here and I enjoy it, but man, I miss my family, like, you know? And so, I mean, Louisiana is a skip and a hop away, but you know, your parents got things to take care of. You know? It's different When you go away, everybody got everything to do. So it's like... <laughs> When y'all gonna come see me? What game y'all gonna catch? And it's just like, man, that sucked. Yeah, like regular life went on. <laughs> so what about, was there any point that you thought about transferring? No. <laughs> we didn't do that. No. Like, you know, like, we didn't do that. It's so crazy. That's too new. That's too new. I, I saw something where there's like yeah. 400 plus, almost 500 players in the transfer portal right now. That was just for How women. How is that even possible? Huh? That was just How for women's basketball. Yeah, just women's basketball. So for me, I'm like, that wasn't a thing for us. Like, did you, you like you said, you never thought about it, right? Never. It never, never even crossed even my, my mind. I tell you now, how coaches used to talk to us back then, all my coaches should have been fired. Right, right. No. <laughs> all coaches have been fired. It's a different feel because, like, I've been mad. So the question isn't, have you been mad at your coach? Have you been mad at your teammates? Do you just mm -hmm. like a teammate like these are why players are leaving i dislike a teammate i'm mad at my coach i don't give enough playing time like those that would never be a reason i leave in the basketball world it's gonna be people you don't like um there's gonna be times where you don't outshine people at work people then work work harder yeah it's, I mean, it's <laughs> and i'm not saying and obviously we're not saying there's no reason to ever transfer but certain things you gotta work through problems but it just seems like now it's just like if you get mad i'm out you know i'm out it's pretty much like a free agency. Like, it's pretty weird. It is weird. Very weird. Especially with the football ones, and they're getting, like, uh, hard waivers so then they could play the next year. So it's kind of like – I feel like it's kind of – not cheating, but I don't know. Like, they're taking advantage of it. 
But football almost got to be like a hard waiver because they don't have that many games through a season. So, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So I get it, but at the same time, at what point do you balance abusing your ador- your ability to, to do so and not taking advantage of it? So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, speaking of, okay, so let's let's move on to drafting, all right? So, mm-hmm. like, how did it feel to get drafted second? Did you think you should have went first, or were you kind of – did you kind of know you were going to go second? Um – Kind of both. I kind of knew that I was going to go second, but I also wanted to go second as well. Um, just from like listening to veterans talk about like how things were in other places. And so I just was like, uh, I wanted to go somewhere where I can, <laughs> where I can be like myself and have like true identity where I didn't have to try too hard to like, like please other because I am a people person. Like I like to please mm-hmm. people. I like to make sure everybody happy and everybody comfortable. It's a oh, fine I, I can vouch for that. Off, I go AWOL. <laughs> So I was like, I need happy medium. So I kind of knew I was going second, but draft day was like everything to me because you think about like the reasons of you playing the sport and taking it to the next level. So that was my next level and I looked forward to it. So question, who was, who had the number one pick? What team? LA. So you, LA was a little too Hollywood basically. Like in a sense, low maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand. I mean, I can understand that because it's funny that in, in sports with the men and the women, the Lakers and the Sparks, they both have very high profile. Like, you know, that's just a, a high profile team. The players are high profile, the team, Staples Center. So that's actually interesting because people usually want the reverse. You know, people usually want to go small market to right. big market. You wanted yeah. to stay. No, market. I wanted to stay. Like, I don't, I, I guess you can say it's pressure. I don't want the added pressure that comes with what I do. Like, I want to be able to enjoy what I do, and that's that. And then at the end of the day, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Cool is your choice. But to be in that platform, in that market, I think you have to prove yourself nightly beyond that I wasn't willing to be able to. Nightly. You do. You do, because it's like playing for the Knicks. Like, everybody knows if you go play for the Knicks, yeah. you got the media on you. But like you said before, I like going under the radar. And I've always been that way. I don't like to be forefront in the limelight. I like to just go and have a smooth setting. That's all. Like all right. Uh, can you tell me about like your rookie year versus like your second season that you made your first all-star appearance your second season? Um, my rookie year, I got hurt that year. I mean, I started off well, but ended up getting hurt. Um, which was kind of sucky, but I can say that probably for like the first five years of my career, like I was hurt every year for like that's wild (laughs) because I know it's a fact, like I know it's the truth, and you were still producing at that level, and no one even like I didn't even know I'm on the other teams, but I didn't, didn't even know you were hurt. I mean, because what you think about too, like the background that I came from, like. I couldn't show, like, I was hurt with my brothers. Um, if I look like I want to cry, they send me home. So you have to suck it up. And so, and that's kind of the mindset that I had. I was like, hey, look, you here. Not everybody have this opportunity. You play through it until you can seek the medical help. And something with me, too, I'm like, when I started, I want to finish it. Like, if I'm hurt, I'm going to finish it. And at the end of the year, then we reevaluate where we at, and then we go from there. But my first year, I was hurt. But my second year, I think um, – that's when I, I started getting a lot of attention and stuff like that going yeah. into my. You start to be in the whole scouting report. Yes. 
Yeah. But okay, so we talked about you wanted to stay small market when you got drafted. Right. Then in 2015, you requested a trade to Minnesota, which, mm -hmm. yes. Um, talk <laughs> about that decision because honestly, if you requested a trade, you at that point in your career, you could have went to any team in the league. Everybody would have been like, yeah, come over here. So why Minnesota? Um, why Minnesota is because I had um, three people that I played with uh, for the Olympic team, on the Olympic team with, and that was Lindsay, Simone, and Maya at the time. And BB is BB. Uh, who wouldn't want to play next to BB, you know? And then, of Did course, you know her before? Uh, vaguely. Not, not much. Vaguely. Um, we talked every now and then, but nothing, like, too serious. Um, and then you. Uh, how many times, like, I used to see you and be like, put put when are we going to play together? Like, yes, I know. Play together. So you need to be on my team and stuff okay. like that. And so it was like a win-win situation for me. Um, but it wasn't really, I won't even say it was a demand trade. I was unrestricted. I had fulfilled my contract. I pretty much let the organization know that I wasn't coming back. And then when it was time to get traded, they, like, tried to hardball me. And I was like, yeah. dude, I got three older brothers. You ain't going to punk me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm so that's interesting because, you know, you see it all the time in the NBA. Now you know how the players, they always, like, cover their mouth when they're talking and everything. Because we did talk about that. There's certain players that it's so funny. You just know that you'll be able to play well with. Mm -hmm. And as a player, like, I know my skill set, and I play very well with bigs. Like, if I have a big, big that can dominate. One I'm of like, the best guards I ever played with. Listen, if I have a big, big, they going to get the rock. Because, I'm right. like, that's, that's my whole goal. So, we did talk about that. We never really, you know, when you say it, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. So I was extremely excited because I was just there at the same time. Um, but I was going to say, one thing I was going to say is that going there, did you, like, you can obviously think it's going to work. Did you know it was going to, did you envision it working out as well as it did? Um, kind of. Because I knew Reed and mm -hmm. I knew, like, she liked to push people buttons. And you know me. <laughs> I'm going to test your patience in every form and fashion. Oh. And so I was like, you know what? It was. It, was, it wasn't just Minnesota. Actually, I like Mike Tebow as well. So it was oh, either yeah. Washington or Minnesota. And then at the end of the day, uh, it was a no-brainer to pick Minnesota. So how, how did you two meet before, though? Me and Booba? Yeah. Um, How did we meet? I don't even think we ever officially I don't met. think we officially met. I think we just seen each other after the game one day. And I was like, hey, boo, and gave her a hug and picked her yeah. up. And I was like, how are you? Good game today? And, you yeah. know, stuff like that. But it was always that good energy, that good chemistry. And I don't have that with everybody. It's, it's rare that I, I like people. Let me just put that. I, and that's – I'm glad you said that, too, because it's so funny. I was trying to think. People know how I am, and people know how you are. Mm -hmm. So we were two complete strangers that knew that that other human has the kind of energy that I like and that right. has my kind of energy. So right. it was just a certain point after the games and the handshake line, we were, literally were just like, hi, and we hugged each other. She picked me yeah. up. And then, like, yeah, put plugs for history now. That, that, the rest was history. Yeah, it was. Well, I got to ask them, did you guys play versus each other in college? Yes. Yes, um, Yes, did we? I think did we win? I don't even know, Paul. Do you know that? You're the I, don't, I, don't, I don't know because I, I, I don't. I don't know. I thought you were. I thought you. They guys were stacked though. They had um, what's her name, Cheney, that was launching threes left and right. Obviously, they had Moan. Um, I don't know if Moan was was Moan there when I was what? How no, Moan wasn't there when you when we played you guys. Okay, I didn't think so. So they had you. They had. 
Oh, Tamika. Um, was Tamika there? No, Meek wasn't there. So it was me. Did we win? Alley Cat. No, we beat y'all in Sweet Sixteen, I believe. To be more careful. Well, anyway. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, so yeah, 2015, you end up winning the WNBA championship. So what was that like to get your first ring? Um, it was cool. Um, that's something that I was working towards. Um, I think we made it to the finals once when I was in Chicago and we got swept by Phoenix. And um, that was an eye opener for me because um, I felt like a lot of players just was there to enjoy the moment, but nobody really went to put in the work. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I worked too hard. This is not where I want to be. So once I finally got to Minnesota and finally got that first championship, um, it was almost like a sense of relief because I had set out that season, the first half, and then coming into Minnesota, having to like figure out where I belonged and not trying to overstep my boundaries. And so it, pre it pretty much just worked out for me. Yeah. Then okay. So, oh, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, 2000, uh, 2016, you guys lost, right? Mm -hmm. And then you came back and you won. You, 2017, I guess, arguably would be your best season because you won the MVP and the finals MVP. Take me through that. 2017, just, I just was in a different place mentally. Um, and not a lot of people know this, but I just was struggling with some things like family stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my, my mindset just was on a whole nother level 2017. And so... It's funny that you say that I won MVP. Like, that season is, like, so, like, blurry to me because I don't really remember anything. The only thing I remember is just going out there and playing hard every night, and it just pretty much worked itself out. That must be nice. It must be nice to just, just go out there and work hard, and I get MVP. I mean, that's – I'm just saying. That's what I'm trying to tell the people. They need to understand how good you are. <laughs> and what about you think you think you're getting, you're getting better with age because it, it like seems like you progressively um i think once i tackled the main issue and that was my hip mm -hmm. um once i got my hip reconstructed um i think that was the the say all but say all because i was at a point where i was like Man, like basketball beat you up. I'm tired. My hips <laughs> I'm tired, boy. I was like, this is for the birds. I'm hurt every year. And then somebody was like, just get the surgery. And I was like, for well, what? Like, that's something you get when you're older. Like, and once I got the surgery, it was like night and day. I was like, oh, I should have been got this like three years ago. You know? Oh, this is what running is supposed to feel like. Yeah, I was like, this is what it's supposed to feel like waking up in the morning and not having pain and being in discomfort. So I think once I had my hip, like, reconstructed and stuff, it was like night and day. So that's why people probably say I get better with time because that was a big change in my career. Yeah, well, you also started in the eighth grade. So with that late of a start, I mean, it would make sense that you progressively get better because that's your scale of yeah. growing. So you progressively got better your whole life. What, like, why are you still playing? <laughs> Just curious, like, what is there for you to, to win? What is there for you to prove? What is there for you to do? Like, why are you still grinding? What's your motivation? Um, I don't feel like I have anything to prove at this point. Um, but for Minnesota, who has been good to me for these last couple of years, and knowing that we're in a rebuilding stage, I think it's only right to be there to make sure that it's done right. Um, it's funny that you asked that because I just had this conversation with Cheryl last night. <laughs> Shut up! 
Yeah, we just tell we us, just talking oh, about tell it us. a little we bit. Know. How did the conversation go? What and so um it's it's basically like she's she's at a point where we know we're in the rebuilding year. So like I guess she's hearing a lot of things out and about that, oh Seal don't want to be there, uh Simone's gone and this, this and this and that. And she and she keeps like peeking, like, if you don't wanna be here, just let me know. If you wanna be somewhere else to play with talent, let's play. I'm just like uh-huh. it's not that's actually nice. Yeah, it is nice. And I appreciate it to the max. And um I think that's why our relationship is 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 tight, tight as glue. Um, but I don't feel like I have anything to prove. I don't want to go nowhere and have to like learn people all over again. I just want to be in a place to make sure we're teaching kids the right thing and making sure they can be leaders once they get up in age. And um, that's my main goal. Right so now. when you train, what what keeps you motivated? Like you know how <clears throat> sometimes when somebody achieves their goal, like you mm-hmm. know it's like all right, I did that. Like there's nothing else you can achieve. So what right. is that driving force that keeps you at the top level? Um, these young kids who come in there running too damn fast. And, and thinking they can do it all. I got to keep up with them. We had to do this college tour with USA Basketball. And baby, when I tell you that I was like, I am ready to quit. I was, I was, and I got to chase kids like that for the next couple of years. Like, I got two years on my contract. And I'm thinking about these two years. Like, so... Yeah, I got to work out to keep up. I ain't trying to get embarrassed by these little ones because you know they be trying to embarrass you. Oh, all facts. That's that's me all day. Like I told so, them, is the I feel like I'm not going to be effective. That's my last. That's that's it for me. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can keep up with most of them, but to keep up a whole game, <laughs> baby. So that's my hey, motivation hey. right now. How can I stay afloat without getting embarrassed by these little ones? Okay. That's that's my motivation. All right, so more into your accolades, your three-time gold medalist. Uh, what, what does it mean to you to represent the USA? Um, USA is a ball, man. Um, it's rare that you can get some of the best on one team and just go out there and compete at a high level and beat up on other people. So <laughs> it's a blessing to be on Team USA. Um, and I enjoyed every last one of them, and hopefully I can get one more. All right, so we talked about these kids. So what advice, like, would you give the young kids coming in? Because, you know, they do come in full of – so, I, you know, it's funny because being a vet now and you've seen it, right. you'll see a, a, a rookie come in and they're, like, so confident, so excited, and then training camp starts to kill, 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 and then all of a sudden you see that in, decline. What would you tell a young rookie coming in about how to navigate through the league? Be yourself. Be authentic. Um, I think a lot of them come in trying to prove themselves in the wrong way. Um, just be yourself. Like, people are going to accept you for who you are. So that's one, be yourself. Um, two, be a sponge. Um, yeah, you probably know a lot of things, but in our league, I think we're underrated about what we do until you actually have to play a game and you realize how good we are. And um, so be a sponge. Suck in as much information as you can. But at the same time, like, produce in forms and fashion that you can as well because you're getting drafted to a team and everybody on the team probably can do what you do. So just find those one or two things that you do good. And then that will separate you from the rest. And so that's what I, the advice I have for these young ones. Yeah, and before we get into some fun questions, I forgot to ask you about uh, your overseas career too. Uh, what was it like just going over there? Oh. We played in a couple different countries. What? Come on, like, 
going overseas. But at the same time, I think I was in a place where I just was on autopilot because I knew where I wanted to be in the next couple of years. And we wasn't making that money in WMB to provide where I wanted to be. So I was on autopilot. I was like, make this money. This is what you're going to go back to do. This is what you're going to invest in. You make your money, gain money. And so I was in that mold. But I think after, after year 10, where I said I wasn't going to go and I had that break at home and realized I had a life. <laughs> and realized I had a life. I was like, yeah, I'm not going overseas. This, this is not me anymore. Do you have like a, you have a trophy room? Huh? You have a trophy room? Do I have a trophy room? Yeah. No, I have an office. With your stuff? She got a little. She should have said in which house. <laughs> right. Right. I do got a Shut up. In which house? Because I bet you one of them got a trophy room. I don't have a trophy room in this house. What? And look, look, look. See? <laughs> in this house. <laughs> Oh, oh, actually, I got one. I got one. I got one other question before before these fun, entertaining ones. Oh, I want to get to the fun stuff. Hold up, hold up. How, how do you think? Um, just like the media or the people on the higher up at the WNBA could grow it, the game. Um, just been a little more adventurous with us. Um, knowing that we don't do what the guys do. Uh, taking risks. Uh, so many opportunities out there just based for females, and I think if we can take that approach. Uh, something that's based towards us, like specifically, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I like that. I agree. I think that we have to get creative because right now we have to kind of change the narrative. And shouts to Eb because she really is doing that. You know, yes. like really, she gets it. She has. She's from the culture of you know music, so she gets the cool factor. Right. So we are in the right direction. It's just you know it's a process. Yeah. So I, they got to think outside the box. How what you said, I like that. Are we ready for the fun questions yet, Paul? Yeah, you ready? You ready? They're going to go from average to savage. Rapid fire. Let's go, put, put. So what, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now will have to be Dage, Cat Dage, whatever, what, what's her name is? Dage the Cat. Dage the Cat. I like oh, Dage Cat. <laughs> How did you know that, Renee? Because um, Pumpa is ghetto. No, no, wait, okay, first of, know all, any songs. first of all, I'm very cool with an artist, but her name is Doja Cat, actually. Doja Cat, I like her, see, look, I don't even know her name, but her songs be popping right now. I've been on her heart right now. All right, so what was your AIM name? AOL Instant Messenger, <laughs> what was your name on AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, my AIM name was Sugar Lips. <laughs> Sugar Lips 34. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a great question for everybody. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the one. Oh. I came up with that question. <sighs> I said you came up with that question. No, yeah, Sugar Lips was oh man. Oh my, what is that Sugar Lips about? I'm scared to ask. <laughs> so I got the name Sugar Lips from my siblings. Um, okay, good. But it was it's not a good thing. So <clears throat> I was a little hot kid growing up. I must what? Admit. I got no caught a boy on side of the house in third grade, and my sister and my brothers used to roast me all the time. So they used to call me Sugar Lips to piss me off. 
because uh, I never wanted nobody to know. And so it was like a little secret. They didn't tell my mom. But you was kissing in the yard and stuff? <laughs> every time like they used to try to like make me do stuff and I wouldn't do nothing, they were like, all right, sugar lips, I'm going to tell mama. Or I'm like, shut up! And so that was my, my name, sugar lips. Is that, is that, exclu- that might be exclusive. Got caught kissing on the side of the house. <laughs> oh my goodness, Bubba, he was flossing the pants like that. What <laughs> <laughs> can you? Shut up. Oh man. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, why do you wear a uh, thirty-four? Thirty-four was the first number that was given to me, and um, I'm a big fan of Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, did you get nice. to meet him? Yes, he is my LSU. Yeah. Okay, well, something, tell us something that someone doesn't know about you. Something you've never said in an interview before. We're going to hear it here first. <laughs> something, I, I, you done heard everything, but I've heard everything. Uh, I don't know anything. You done heard everything, but but <laughs> throw a dog a bone. Do you have a hidden talent? Do you, you know, but not for nothing. You can dance pretty well. Well, boy, don't be putting that out there. Nobody know I can dance. I'm going to move shoulders. You going no. on TikTok? Oh, she can dance, dance. Like, I think she could be one of them, like, jab TikTokers? Walk, like, <laughs> like Pupa can really move. I can move for a big girl. No, no, I didn't say that. See, you know how they like to add on those last little endings for a big girl? No, I said Pupa can move. I can dance. So you're getting a TikTok? People, I don't think people know that. Yeah. And, and then I wonder if you can, I'm part um, of me and Renee getting married and Bay getting married together. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bay gets That's something the fans don't know. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. Who puts the care of me? And you take care are, of me. So are you going to get on TikTok? Am I going to get on TikTok? Yeah. No, you know what? I would have been shocked if you said No, this, let me tell you the reason why I actually did this interview <clears throat> is because I know you treat my put put well. Normally, I do not do interviews. You I don't. I don't. And, and let me tell you why. I love social media, but I have a fine line with social media because people talk reckless and I cannot hold my tongue. Yeah, that's so smart. You're protecting them from you. Yes. Yeah, so when I go ape shit, don't be saying, Sylvia, that's not appropriate. And but so, that might be good, though, for the league. <laughs> so I stay away because I told you I can get a little hood radish, man. Oh, I love that ratchet stuff. <laughs> but look, that's true, though. So I am the same. I told Paul, like, two years ago, because I used to put no personal business on social media, no. like, because I'm the same. If we say something back to a troll, then we're the bad guy. So I'm like, let me just save myself the trouble. And I'm not really to say something about back tight, but I just, I don't even want to see the comments. So I, but I recently started to like give them a little something on social media. I'm very selective. I'm very selective about what I put out. And, and like you said, you're not confrontational. Uh, Me, on the other hand, I be wanting all the smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I won't, I won't smoke. You can call your mama. You can yes. call your mama. I want it. <laughs> and so just, I think that's why me and social media do not clash at all. So it's, it's probably for the best, like that's I said. Smart. 
I think I think it's your choice. You can put yourself out there how you want. I mean, I I feel like people still know that they know you and they know things about right. you. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, because the ones who close to me know pretty much everything about me. Put <laughs> put. Yeah, that's why I, I I was surprised that you did say yes because I didn't really see that many interviews on you like besides like W required ones. Right. Yeah, no. Paul hit me like, yo, Sylvia's gonna be on the podcast. You wanna co-host? I'm like, yes, and, and yeah. Paul, tell her this. <laughs> have I said yes yet? He's asked me to co-host many times. I'm like, nah, uh, maybe, yeah, let's figure Well, I didn't know if you would want to do it because you knew her though, either. Yeah, that's exactly why I want to do it because I like her. She thought was like a fool too with her. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was gonna be fun. If she was no hair, I would have been giving you like straight political answers. Yeah, yeah I knew it was gonna be fun. So before before he asked me to do this, and I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. But this one, I'm like, oh yeah, what time are we doing it? He said one. I said, all right, but I'm in there. I'm in there. Yeah, but so you can you can thank Renee later because she's the main reason. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Don't don't follow me. <laughs> Me follow the rules, stay at home. Yes, stay home, stay inside, and be creative. Don't follow Sue. Uh, Sylvia underscore fouls 34. Nope, Sylvia fouls 34 underscore. No, okay, Sylvia fouls underscore 34. Sylvia fouls. Nah, it's just Sylvia Fowles. Something like that. I mean, it's just Sylvia underscore Fowles. Oh, dang. I knew there was an underscore in there. Look at you. All right. All right. We ain't got to go home. But look what. You got to go work out. All right. <laughs> hey, girl, I'm down with the next new song. I want you to. I'm down with the next new song. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Love you, put. Love you, put, put. <laughs>